Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Hello and welcome to the Managing Madrid podcast. This is your host, Kian Sobani. And joining me today on the special preview podcast to set the stage for Real Madrid's upcoming La Liga match against Villarreal is Alan Dodson of SB Nation's Villarreal USA. Alan, how are you doing, my friend? Pretty good, in spite of yesterday's amazing cup exit. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. So walk us through the, the emotions of once again being knocked out of the Copa del Rey prematurely. Yeah, you know, it's it's you always have to laugh if you're a Villarreal fan because this competition just never seems to work for us. Um, but I think the I think the tough part was that when we came in being down a goal um, and not having a, an away goal um, was going to make it difficult for us and. Um, and, you know, Leganes, I have to say, you know, they do what they do very well. I, th- I think they're very well coached. They, they came in with a game plan where they, were, they knew they would have to play defense a lot. We would, we would be going at them from the, from the get-go, and, they, and if they could nick a, a, a goal on the break, that would probably be enough, and that's what happened. Um, I can't fault the team. The effort was there. Um, with I think I think you sort of saw yesterday if you saw in the game where areas where we are missing people we don't have right now because of injuries and and then Bakambu um, being in China so um, that's really where you know I think the emotions were it was like well I was really I would have been thrilled had we pulled out that third goal but I I think I. There was a poll um, asking people if they would rather defeat Real Madrid on the weekend or, or you know, win in the cup. And I was definitely like, well, I'd rather, you know, I don't care about the cup. I'd rather go after Madrid, right? <laughs> um, look, a lot of teams have um, have been able to, to do that to Real Madrid this year. So it's not definitely not inconceivable. The Copa record is interesting for Villarreal because this is your third ro- third year in a row you've been knocked out of the round of 16. Um Albeit to respectable opponents, Leganes um, are are actually well organized, like you said. Last year, Real Sociedad, 2015-2016 against Bilbao, 14-15, a rare semifinal appearance against Barca, which you lost 6-2 on aggregate. Before that, right. again, round of 16, 2012-2013, second round, you lost to Ponferradina. The year yeah. before that, fourth round to Mirandes, and then you just go all the way back, like 08-09. Fifth round to Poli Ejido, and basically since the Copa del Rey's inception, of Villarreal started playing in it. It's been a it's been a nightmare for you guys, and it's kind of surprising because a team like Villarreal, you would think just would do well. Like they they've always been historically, and you know in the modern era, like uh, a top what eight t- top four yeah, to eight top, team. Yeah, yeah, except for the the one little um, blip there. But yeah, I think. For whatever reason, I think part of it is there have been a couple of those years where I don't think we've taken the cup that seriously for whatever reason. I just I just think we have not 
always fielded our best sides in it, but it doesn't. Part of it is at least at least in you know the last you know ten years or so maybe we don't have a swashbuckling side that can just you know put five or six goals past somebody right. So I think when we when we when we play in the in the cup we if if we make mistakes it's hard for us to just blow a team away and and score you know enough goals to to progress um the thing that was different about the exit yesterday is that i think we really we really tried to win and move on as opposed to um a couple of times we've when we've seen who we've been drawn against and and the first leg we go down is like oh well that's okay it didn't really matter you know but yeah it's it's kind of weird that we haven't had a we've only really played barca i mean we've never made it far enough to to play barca or madrid in the cup you know we we tend to get knocked out beforehand i think that's the annoying thing is that it would be it would be um a better story to tell if we had you know gotten knocked out by the top two or three teams year after year but we haven't i mean we did beat valencia in the cup you know some years ago and that was kind of a big deal for people but then you know we lost the next round so uh, it's it's a weird one um going back to that game yesterday i thought you know you were so close to getting the third goal and even before elzar scored that goal to kind of deflate you it it was looking the eye test was actually good you know they were attacking they were having chances it was funny because i was looking at that elzar goal and it was very similar to the goal we conceded against daniel was where the wings just mm-hmm. all of a sudden were up too high and uh, Was just chipped it over the goalkeeper, like from that almost that exact same position. Uh, only I right. think you're, you actually defended it better than we did. But um, the eye test yesterday actually wasn't that bad for you. And I think it's kind of deflating that this happened and then Bakambu like around the same time leaving. And um, I don't know if this is kind of just rubbing salt in your wounds or if it encourages you. You may take it either way, but... For what it's worth, I think the last couple months or so is Villarreal have looked fun and exciting and maybe not that team that steamrolls opponents and scores five, six goals. But for what it's worth, Pablo Fornals has looked amazing in that role just behind Baca and Bakambu. And like I remember like at the beginning of the season, the the strike partnership of Bakambu and Baca was fun, not only because of the, the way that you can kind of combine their names as, as a strike duo and, and right. And do the backambu with a B B A C C A in in the name. Um, that's my preferred way of doing it. But also, I remember at the beginning of the season, the first few games that they played together, I thought they looked a bit isolated because they were so much higher up the pitch than everyone else, and you didn't really have that one person to kind of get them involved and string things together. And mm-hmm. Pablo Fornells just kind of came out of nowhere and they put him in that slot just behind the two. And the way he slings through balls to the strikers and makes things happen is really encouraging. Um, and I was, yes. you know, I was looking at the departure of Jonathan Dos Santos this summer and I think Pablo Fornells is in this, in this new role has, has, has compensated for that. Yeah, I think Fornells has been, has been um, he's been definitely the breakout star so far. Um you know, we had a obviously the first month or so of the season was pretty rocky. We had a horrible preseason. Um, we and 
I think there were doubts as to whether Escriba would be the right coach for us on a permanent basis or not. And, mm-hmm. you know, didn't didn't work out. It didn't seem like the team had any real shape or sense of how to play under him the last the last couple of uh, the last couple of matches. I, and there were clearly things going on in the background that we don't don't know about. Um, but I think that um, Kaleha is he's trying to get the balance between attack and defense. And I think the real um, yes, playing the diamond midfield with with um, Fornals, getting Fornals and Trigueros both in the lineup has been really, really key to creating chances for for our strike force. And I agree with you that Baca and Bakambu over over the last couple of months were really you could see them getting used to each other and getting used to the to the style of play and and really working well. Um, I think the I think the issues that we have, um, what's sort of limiting us. First of first of all, we don't as as we saw yesterday is we don't have the Eric Bailly sort of defender anymore, and we need we need somebody who can really play that role. And we and if, I think if I were going to fault the the um, uh, signings of the team, it's that we really haven't addressed that center back role made it our priority. And I think we should have, um, Masakio was good at blocking shots, um, which is, which, you know, and now he's gone and we've got center backs who are not terribly quick and not terribly fast. And so that they, they play well, um, they play well strategically, but they're, but they can be exposed. And I think that's what happens sometimes. Um, the other thing is obviously with the departure of Bakambu, I'm really surprised that it's happened now rather than the summer. I figured that an PL team would grab him in the summer, but then when I hear the reports of how much money he's getting from China, I guess I can't be too surprised. It just mm-hmm. seems crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be a good time to actually take a question because um, so before the um like late last night, I, I put out a call to our patrons and I said, if you have any questions in, uh, for us for this okay. preview, just let us know. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and for those of you listening, if you, you you follow the show, you know that we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash Managing Madrid. You can actually go and, and get different rewards. You can get guaranteed answers to your questions. So uh, this question from a patron is from Christopher Alex. He says, hey there, how much of a loss is Bakambu going to be for Villarreal? And why did he leave when he was so young and doing so good in La Liga? Thank you. Give us well, give us the uh, rundown. Okay, I think as far as why he why he's leaving, I think um, it's I think it's definitely you know the money is is pretty impressive, and I think he's probably hoping that the um, being in China might be might not be seen as that over time the league will get stronger and and uh, so it won't be seen as so much as being out in the wasteland as as it as it used to be. I also think he wants um, he is a, a key part of his national team and so he expects that to continue. Um, I I am a little shocked though that he decided to go there rather than wait for offers from from. Um, UK sides probably EPL. Um, 
how will it affect us going forward? Well, the it's obviously a big loss in the middle of the season. I think that's the that's the tough it's it's a tough time because there's just not as much available in January. Um, going forward long term, it's kind of something we're used to. I mean, you go all the way back to Diego Forlan, you know, and and we tend to de- to get players who we think are underpriced. We develop them for a couple of years, and then we don't try to put, you know, 80 million euro um, price tags on them. We tend to let them go when when we get really good offers. So yeah. I think it's something that we are, you know, clearly expected would happen. I don't think we expected it would happen in January. So going forward, I think we'll be okay, but we're going to have to do kind of like we, we have had to do a couple of times – we're going to have to really rejig the strike force in the summer because do we keep Baca? You know, what do we do with, um, you know, Roger Martinez, who we just brought in on long, um, you know, we're going to have a bunch of decisions to make. Um, it's, it's actually, it's a really fascinating discussion because it's kind of parallel to the Maxi Gomez deal that eventually I think didn't go down when everyone was, you know, every La Liga fan just didn't want him to leave because, he was good for the mm-hmm. league, and that strike force, that front three of Celta has been unreal. And right. I think most La Liga fans feel the same way about Bakambu. Like they just, they kind of hate to see him go. Um, I foot, think so because yeah. he's also kind of a charismatic, swashbuckle, swashbuckling sort of player in he's a way. He's a fun guy. Yeah. His, uh, fun guy. His style of play is kind of, you know, he he's got speed. He's he's sometimes. Um, a little bit like a bull in the china shop when he's trying to trying to tackle somebody you know but but he's fun and 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 that kind of that that kind of shows up um so yeah i mean i think that everybody is is really um bummed to lose him um quite apart from the fact that we had a good good partnership going there um you know i'm assuming the deal is eventually going to be made official or still he, he keeps uh tweeting pictures of his medical but you know, we haven't yet had everything signed off on, but no, no reason to assume it won't eventually happen. Um, I know you wrote about it just today or, a couple, or yesterday or something. Well, what's the latest figure? Um, well, the latest, actually, which I just saw a bit ago from the local paper, is Virial is getting um, $37 million in cash. Um, the, the deal, the problem for the, for the Chinese team is they have to pay a hundred percent penalty. So in other words, another 37 million euros, um, as part of some scheme to encourage the development of local footballers. I don't think we get that. I think that goes to some buddy in some, you know, Chinese, um, football federation or it's an unbelievable. Yeah. 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 But it's like, that seems to be this. I don't know if the Chinese club wasn't aware of it or if they thought they could work around it or 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 what, you know, but that but that seems to be the thing that's holding up the deal is that they've they've arranged terms with us but they've got this other cost and and so I'm not sure um that I'm I'm thinking it will get resolved of course, but that seems to be the seems to be the big sticking point. Um Virial typically don't typically don't announce terms of of things so whether all of that money comes up front who knows my guess is most of it will i don't know about all of it um sometimes we get desensitized to figures because we we see the figures that are 
basically being splashed out, especially in the past year or two. And mm-hmm. and almost like 37 million were just like, well, what's that? It's nothing. But it's actually a good chunk of money. And keep in it's mind, this is a player like last year, Bakambu was not lighting the league on fire. In many ways, he was kind of a running joke. Um, and, you know, it's a weird comparison. But him and Zaza, to me, are very similar in the sense that they both last season missed a lot of chances. They scored the occasional goal. And then this season, they both made an amazing leap and were one of the best strikers in the league. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think the thing yeah. with Bakambu is he's actually, his, his conversion percentage this year has actually gone up quite a bit. Yeah. He doesn't hasn't created a lot of uh, he hasn't had a lot of shots, but he scored a lot a lot of what he's what he's had. Yeah, and he's he's just, he's been really good. Um and I and I always thought that him and Baka would eventually figure it out even without Fornals because Bakambu was actually capable of of coming back a bit deeper and, and kind of being versatile in that sense. And I and I felt bad. I think it was the game against Barcelona where um he was doing everything he could and then there was a red card and then he was isolated and it was just it was impossible right. for him to do anything um but what i was where i was going with it was that let's say i mean one one perspective is he keeps playing this season and his value goes even higher than the 37 million um that's one possibility the flip side is, I guess, sometimes you can't gamble on that. Um, Bakambu sees the wage, massive wage spike, and he's like, you know what, just get me out of here now. I want, I want that money right now. Um, mm-hmm. But that is a nice cushion of money to sign a replacement. And one of the names that was floated around as a realistic possibility was to bring Gerard Moreno back. Um, right. And I'm curious to know what you think of him because he's had a really good season, probably one of the more underrated Spanish strikers out there. And I think he would be a nice fit, but I, I'm curious to know what you think of that, or if, do you have any other names in mind? Well, I think the problem with Gerard is, you know, he played for us in the B team and, ever, and a little bit with the first team, and for whatever reason, I don't sense that he wants to come back to Villarreal. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Now, the the wild card here though is if is, you know, Espanol may lose their coach to Stoke, and if so, you know, if that happens, then I don't know. I mean, I think Gerard's a good fit because he does make he's a good he's a good worker. He's a good passer. I think what we saw, you know, when he was younger anyway, and and we had him was he basically made everybody he played with up front look better because he, he he's a good he's a good combining with people. So I think I think he'd be he'd be great. Um, I just don't see Espanol wanting to let him go, and for whatever reason, he doesn't seem that motivated to force a move anywhere, particularly Villarreal. So, so um, I kind of feel like we're that ship has sailed for us. Um, I don't know. Um, well, I don't know. I, lo- I love Maxi Gomez, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Um, it's hard to know. I, there's not a lot of, typically what we try to do is bring in somebody who like Bakambu, who we can get from a league where prices are not yet astronomical, um, who maybe has either not performed at the highest level yet, or maybe there's been some issue um, where they've been kind of an in and out player. I mean, you know, 
Luciano Vieto would, would be a classic example of that, where we grabbed him where Liverpool were interested, but sort of pulled back when he had a bad season. And, you know, then we picked him up. Um, the fellow I've heard mentioned a lot is, is um, Alessandro Playa at, at uh, Nice. Um, I think looking at... Looking in the French league um, is probably a good place for us to look, um, but I don't have any particular names in mind. Um, and it's and it, and this the market changes so quickly. I mean, it's hard to know um, what tends to be what tends to happen a lot these days is you get the domino effect where you know something happens and then before you know it, somebody is available that that wasn't before because of five moves down the line. So. How do you think? Um, how do you think the team will line up against Real Madrid on Saturday? Do you any any surprise, any changes, any deviation from the general scheme? Or you'll you'll Bakambu is not officially gone, but I think it's safe to say he's not going to be he's not going to be playing that game. No. Um, I well we'll have Asenjo in goal. Um, we'll have uh, Victor Ruiz is suspended, so we'll have Alvaro and Bonera as our center backs. Um, and then we'll, uh, I think we'll, we'll go in our standard, you know, sort of diamond formation. So the question I would have is, do we start um, Unal or do we give um, Roger Martinez a start? Unal's in good form. Unal, yeah, I think, the, I think actually I would probably play Unal. And the reason I would tell you, I would say that is that we're, I mean, he's, he's young. He's only 20, right? So mm-hmm. Where he, what he needs to work on is finding ways to be to, to create open space for himself. He, he's in in a lot of La Liga games where the where the team where the other team is sort of lining up in a more defensive um, position. It's hard for him to do that. I mean, that's where his that's where his youth comes in. But playing Real Madrid, we know you guys are not going to sit back and pack the penalty box right it's going to be it's going to be up and down kind of game i think that would be better for him so i would start him along with baka um you're going to have Ornals plenty of and, counter-attacking opportunities if if anything right. if this real just season is anything to go by and predict that you know kind of foreshadowing anything you're going to have a lot of counter-attacking opportunities and i wonder for that reason if Casillejo is like it's sh- you, you should be starting him for that reason in this game yeah I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Casti starts along with um, Fornals and um, Trigueros and Rodri. I'm thinking he's he's the other guy. the the other The other little tip off there is that you know he came on um, yesterday and you know I thought did did very well and is and a lot of times Calejo will bring on somebody for you know 15 20 minutes if he's going to start them the next the next uh, game. So. Um, it, you know, after the midweek games. So I think probably we'll see him. Um, I have to confess, I'm not sure what's going on with Jome Costa, if he's going to be able to, to start at left back or not, or if we end up with Rukavina. Um, Mario Gaspar should be at right back. Um, he he didn't be, play yeah. against uh, uh, Leganes, no. right? Was he just rested or rotations or what was it? He was just rested. Yeah, okay. I think just rest. I think, I think that... Um, I think that's right. I'm, I um, believe that um, Calejo wanted to take a look at Adrian Marin, um, who, who is a young player we've had who's been 
he's played well, but, but then he's he's one of these kids that's grown too quickly, and he's had to have surgeries on both legs because of growth spurts. And so he, he's now just getting back into into playing form. Um, and he's not going to you know, he's not going to be seeing much action in the league, but um, the chance was there to take a look at him in the in the cup. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think we'll put out we'll put out a strong side. We'll definitely um, there will be counterattacking opportunities at both ends. I think the thing that's interesting is that most games where we line line up, our midfield is is our strength, but when we play Madrid, I mean that's that's your strength too. So you know that's going to be that's going to be interesting to see the how the midfield battle works out. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, I think it's a question of yes, we'll get chances. Can we take advantage of them? Um, our you know, and we we would need a little bit of luck, um, <laughs> and and a little bit of maybe favorable officiating to, to or at least not unfavorable officiating. You never know. But um, I think well, I think it'll be a fun game. I don't, I don't believe we're going to. Um, I don't think you know we're certainly not going to blow you guys out, and and I don't think you'll blow us out. And uh, I think it'll be to end stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think like. I'm trying to think back to previous matchups, and um, we had that one year where Schneider and Guti went crazy on you. That was years ago, but other than that, there's not really any blowouts between the two, is there? Um, not that I can remember. It's pretty tightly contested. Last year at the, yeah, yeah, I think the last, you know, maybe the year um, when we when we got relegated. I think that I think we had a pretty bad. Um, uh, deal there but um yeah generally the thing it always struck me that in the past we played better against barcelona than we did madrid but i think in recent years the um that we've we've played better although we all of the results still haven't been there i mean we've we've never won away and we have only three wins in 34 matches in the league it says here um i guess we lost three nil the tail end of 2016 but that that was the only one i mean apart from that it's basically a draw anyway yeah 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 but um yeah it's been it's been we've we've often had some very good games. I mean, I still, one of my favorite matches was the one where Connie threw the water bottle at Mourinho. And that was, that was a great match. I mean, regardless of, you know, I think you guys won four two, but it was just, it was just fun to watch. It was end to end stuff and, and some great, great goals in there. Um, those, those kinds of things are, are always, you know, you like those sorts of matches. And then, you know, last year of a 3-2 at home, which we still are upset about, I think. Some controversy <laughs> That was that another one. great game. Yeah. Yep, yep. A lot of controversy. And, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. the, the, so, this matchup is generally and historically, especially in recent recent history, it's it's very tightly contested and very few blowouts either way. So, um, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to yes. be that different. No, I don't know either. I think it's, I think, um, I have to say, I don't, I don't think that, um, I think I would feel Madrid is going to get at least one goal, probably two, 
And then the question is, what can Viriel do on the other end? Um, you guys are missing a couple, couple of key players. Um, so are we. So it's yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I don't I don't think it's gonna be a three nil blowout. I mean, I think it's more likely two one two two one one something like that. How did you become a Villarreal fan? <laughs> um, basically, like a lot of like a lot of people, I think I heard of the team when they were doing the Champions League run years ago, and I I mean they were fun to watch, and um, the fact that they were from a small town was kind of kind of a neat story too. So that's when I started following them. So was this then, before or after Riquelme missed a penalty against Arsenal semi-final? Oh, I it was it, uh, uh, I saw yeah that, that that was around the time. Around the time, yeah. yeah. As I recall, yeah. I think I was um, I was I was teaching. It's a it's a long story, but it's like basically I was teaching and I and I had um, um, I was finishing up a job and we had already bought a house somewhere else. My, my wife had moved out there to, to get things set up. And, and so that spring, it was like, I got to watch a lot of champions league and yes, the Raquel May penalty was, uh, I mean, yeah. that was gutty even <laughs> for me. I'm not a Villarreal fan, but I was at the time when you were a kid and you're like, Hey, we want all Spanish teams to do well. And Villarreal exactly. were definitely like as a neutral, the most interesting side because Raquel May was, um, just a very likable was- player. Yeah. yeah. Riquelme was, was amazing. I mean, the, the thing is, it was a one time in Villarreal's history where, I mean, they were a team that people talked about because it would be, did you see what Riquelme did on Saturday? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, th- he was just an amazing player. Um, and so I think I, I really enjoyed, um, that's how I started following them. And then the other thing was, was that when um, Marco Senna was, um, That's right. you know, who really was, you know, a great star of that, of that Euro, um, team that you really started the Spanish dominance. Um, I just thought, you know, watching this, watching Spain play in that, in that Euro, um, competition, I just thought he was amazing. <laughs> and, um, so, I, I was like, oh yeah, it's Viriel. Yeah. So it's, that's when I started following him. And then, um, the website was actually started by someone else in in Baltimore, and um, he was sort of looking for somebody to come on and help with it. And so I started. That was like 2010, and then over over the years, we've had people cycle in and out. But um, that's how I started. I've been to a couple of matches. I went to Liverpool to see us lose there. Unfortunately, um, my wife and I went to Virial a couple of years ago, and. And uh, we're hoping to get back soon. It was it was fun. So you so you started the website, and then Espionation found you guys and basically brought you along. Yeah, they, um, the guy that started the website did it as like a little WordPress thing. And when I came, I guess there were three of us at the time. And when I I came on um, primarily to uh, cover midweek. Things because I had time in midweek to cover the Europa League and whatnot, and uh, I said, "Oh yeah, there's this SB Nation thing that you know. Why don't you kind of see if they might be interested in us?" And it so happened that you know, right at the time they were um, looking to expand their their um, Spanish soccer offerings, and and Villarreal were doing well, so it seemed pretty uh, pretty good fit. And you know, it has been. I mean, they I was 
they've stuck with us through relegation and <laughs> promotion and everything else. So it's it's been it's been interesting. It's a little um, it's kind of amusing though because we there's not a Valencia site on there, so we have a couple of Valencia supporters who come and comment on our games because they're mm-hmm. they don't have a Valencia. Um, uh, blog on SB Nation, and I kind of wish they would. I think we'd have a lot of fun with them. That um, 2005-2006 season, I didn't realize, but uh, Mar- so Marco Senna and Riquelme actually overlapped one year, so they had that team was really fun. You had Forlan, you had Riquelme, you had uh, Sorin, you had Senna, you mm-hmm. had Casorla. Yeah, that's a really fun team. Yeah, that was yeah, it was yeah, it was an amazing team. Yeah, yeah, it, w- it really was, and even and even. The, um, I guess the other the team that, that's been the most fun since, since I've been involved anyway with the website was probably the twenty um, the, the twenty ten um, where we had uh, Connie and Kazarla and we had um, Rossi and Nilmar, which was not as good, but they had a great partnership going for for a year there. Completely um, forgot you know, about that, Rossi. That yeah, team, yeah, that team was that team was really fun to watch and um you know it's 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 always it's it seems to be one of the things that happens at, at Virial though is that the compare the constant is, is there's going to be change I mean we're gonna yeah. we're gonna some players every summer we're gonna pick up some players um you know the, the coaching um deal has been uh you know after Pellegrini we haven't had anybody stay years at a time um and that's just sort of the way it is you know i think we this year if we can end up in the in the europa league places that would be great it'd be i still think we have a chance for fourth just because everybody is sort of meandering along this year including you guys i mean (laughs) it's crazy but i think realistically europa league is probably what we'd have to be happy with something you know fifth sixth something like that um Okay, I think uh, before I let you go, just maybe can you plug, where can people find your work? What's the best way to reach you, get in contact with you? Sure, the best the best um, way to, you know, just go to virialusa.com. Make sure you put uh, Virial has two L's in the middle of the, of the word. That still gets me. <laughs> like years yeah, after I, I knew that fact, it still gets me. It's two L's and two R's, yep, yep. Um, so yeah, go go to virialusa.com and uh, you can you can find what we do there. And um, if you want to follow us on Twitter uh, and Facebook, you can do that. And uh, I am Groget G R O G U E T O one on Twitter. And uh, Groget is um, a nickname for Virial fans because they're little. It means little yellow in Valencian. And um, that's um, so you can follow follow me there and uh, and uh, you know that that's I'm I'm usually on Twitter a fair amount with uh, with game stuff and so forth. Alan Dodson, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you doing this. I don't, I can't believe it's taken us this long to to connect and do this, but I hope that this is the first of many. Thank you so much, man. Sure, thank you. Choosing an energy company raises many questions. Who can make my electricity and natural gas work smarter? Where can I find a company that's easy to do business with, who knows the market best, and has options to fit my needs? For millions of homes and businesses, there is one answer, Constellation. Decades of market intelligence and proven solutions from a trusted energy leader. 
Energy made efficient, simple, insightful, and flexible. That's what makes Constellation America's energy choice. Learn more at constellation.com slash energy. Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.